The simplest way to get what you want. Welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. Hi everyone, I'm Heather Gray, your host here, and I'm a performance and mindset coach over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're digging into getting what it is you want. So the simplest way to get what you want. Please tell me you know the answer to this, right? If you don't, you haven't been paying attention. You have to ask. That's, that's it, right? You have to ask for what it is you want. But that one simple thing, asking, brings up so much vulnerability, so much trepidation, fear, anxiety, that people stay silent and stuck in a place of not knowing or an inability to move forward simply because they're afraid to hear the word no or to hear I don't think so or not at this time or something else that would speak of failure or rejection. I want to tell you a little bit of a story. So two years ago when I was transitioning from my private mental health therapy practice and I had started online coaching, I was getting all kinds of different clients. I wasn't strictly working with online business owners at the time and um, I was getting referrals from all kinds of random places and I met with this woman and when I tell you she had the best ROI, her return on her investment, that of anybody I've ever worked with, I'm probably not exaggerating. She paid me my hourly rate, which I think is what at the time was $175 an hour. And after an hour of working with me, she made twenty grand. I'm seriously not exaggerating here. But of course there's a story and I want to dive into it. So basically, she was a an executive working for a startup uh, company based out of Maryland, um, and she had started with this company like right from the roots, the beginning. She was the one who helped them with mailing lists, and she helped them as a secretary, basically like small administrative tasks as the startup company um, was getting going. And over the time that she worked for the company, they expanded to three three different buildings, several hundred, um, you know, employees and people working for them. She was the office manager. She was a program manager. She was overseeing and supervising the HR um, department. She had a lot of different hats. And she was at a party over the holidays, and one of her bosses introduced her as his executive assistant. And she called me mostly because she didn't know what she wanted to do next. She had been with this company since the beginning. She had seen it from the ground up. She loved the business owners. It was two partners that she worked for. She loved who they were. She loved what they were about. She loved the team that she had helped to build, but she couldn't handle being called an executive assistant or an office manager um, after all that time. And when I talked to her about, you know, going back and saying something to her bosses. She's like, oh my gosh, I don't want them to think for one second I have my foot out the door. I don't want them to think that I don't want to work here, that I don't believe in their vision. I would rather just not say anything because after all, even though I don't have a title I like, I am definitely being compensated for what I'm worth. I'm happy with my salary. I'm given regular bonuses. I think I'm just being vain in wanting a new title. That's where she started with me, and I'm going to tell you where we went next.
So she comes to me with all her worries and doubts about what happens if I say something. I don't want them to think I don't like them or respect them anymore. I don't want them to think I'm looking for another job. I don't want to raise an antenna that I'm not happy. I don't want, I don't want, what if, what if. That was the train of thought. And when I walked her through what she really did want, she wanted the title that was equal to her experience, a reflection of who she was and what she had done for the company to get them to that point, as she grew with them, as she helped them grow. She wanted to be seen as a life force in the company. She was worried that that came from a place of vanity or it came from a place that was somehow disingenuous or insincere, and she was worried about rocking the boat. What I walked her through are the steps that I want to walk you through now. How do you ask for something when you're afraid of what's going to happen on the other side? And what you have to do when you're thinking about this is how do you communicate so that the other person can hear you? She spent all this time worried about what they would think, what their impressions were, what how they might respond to her. And what I ultimately ended up telling her is you have to tell them what you want them to think. Tell them everything you just told me, how much you love and respect working, how much you love and respect them, how much you love and respect like the, the career that they built for you and the work they're doing for the community. They were a medical supply company. So they, they developed and designed a lot of machines that like help people get better faster. And she was very attracted to their mission and their design process. Um, and she loved everything about them. She just wanted the recognition. So I encouraged her to lead with that. You know I love working here. You know that I want to be a part of your team. You know that I am a lifer here, that I see my future here. However, when you introduced me at your party as your executive assistant and office manager, it made me feel small because I think I do more and I think I've been more for the company and I would like a title reflective of my experience. And when I walked her through saying that, she couldn't even imagine. She's like, I don't even know what job title I want. Who am I to ask for that? I never went to college. And she started, and hear it, as I tell you, I'm sure you can hear it too. She started to make herself smaller. And that's what we do when we get super nervous for a really big ask, is we start thinking of all the reasons why we don't deserve it, all the reasons why it's not our turn, all the reasons why we don't deserve what we're going after. Rather than leaving it on the other person to decide our like what we deserve, what they're willing to do, and not necessarily getting all caught up in that. So I slowed her down and I walked her through the steps of saying exactly what it is that she wanted. 
And then the next thing that comes in, of course, like I always, I hear my father when I say these things, because then the next thing I, you know, I said to her is I was like, well, what about compensation? And she's like, oh, I just told you I got paid really well. And I said, but are you getting paid at that executive level? Are you getting paid as someone who oversees HR? Are you getting paid as the first person that people see when they're entering the business? How are you being sort of rewarded, recognized, and seen financially for your part in this company. And as soon as I started to push her on that, she could see where I was going. She could see she was leaving money on the table, that she was playing small, and she wasn't dreaming big enough. Because that's what we do when we have really hard asks, right? When we have things that we feel really insecure about asking, we ask for the bare minimum. We ask for just enough to release the pressure, just what we need to feel better, to get by. You can fill in the blank in that situation, however it applies to you. But you know what I'm talking about. We don't go big in our ask. We go as small as possible. And as a result, sometimes we don't get our needs met. But if you're going to pony up and you're going to make the big ask, go for it. Really ask for what it is you want. The worst thing that can happen is they say no. So what do you do if they say no? How do you ask somebody for something that feels so vulnerable, feels so risky, makes you feel insecure, gives you the butterflies, if at the end of it you're going to get a no? How do you do it? Well, the first thing I always ask people is, will you survive it if you hear no? Are you going to live to tell the tale? Is it going to break you? Is it going to leave you on the ground? Are you going to be able to get back up? Is this just the amount of gas you have left in your tank? And if you get a no, you're flat out, dried up, and we're never going to hear from you again? And usually the answer is, well, no, to any of that. I just don't want to get the no. I'd be embarrassed. It would be awkward going back to work the next day. I don't know if I would be treated differently. And they start to get themselves all wrapped around the axle about what happens if they got a no. What I like to do is encourage people to ask themselves the question, what happens if they say no and have an answer ready? Have your game plan ready. And sometimes you're going to be putting out an ask that if you get no, it's a deal breaker. And you're, and that's what boundary setting's about, but that's also a whole nother episode. But you're going to be able to live to tell the tale because you're standing up for yourself, for who you are, what you want, and what you deserve. And when you stay held captive by fear of what's going to happen on the other side of the question, you're taking care of everyone else's needs except for your own. If she didn't show up for a meeting with her bosses to talk about how she was feeling, they would have benefited from her expertise, from her loyalty, from her perseverance, and she would have gotten nothing more from the equation. So if she asks and they say no, she ends up in the same exact place. Is the risk really that big? Is standing still really that scary that you want to avoid the asking for help, asking for whatever it is you want that comes next? She went into the meeting and she asked for a very specific meeting and had a very specific conversation and she struck it big. 
She went into the meeting and she told me later that her stomach was rumbling so loud she swore that her bosses could hear it. But she did it just as I coached her to, to be really clear, to lead with, I love it here. I don't want to leave here, but my feelings got hurt and I'd like to talk to you about it. And when she clued her bosses into how she was feeling, she had the most unexpected reaction. I personally wasn't surprised by the reaction they had. I kind of had a feeling that this is how it was going to go. Um, but she was overwhelmed with how bad they felt, how regretful they felt, that they simply kept going on as they had been from day one, that like she just grew with the company. They saw her in that same pigeonholed role as she got more experience and as she developed more skills, they continued to reimburse her, reward her. And it was so clear how much they adored her um, and how grateful they were for her, how much they really did recognize that they wouldn't be where they were in that day if it hadn't been for her being there all along. And the regret they felt, she said, overwhelmed her. So many times we never think about what it would be like for the other person to be able to help us, to be able to just say yes. We worry so much about hearing a no that we never consider what it means if somebody gets to say yes to us, if someone gets to be the person who gives us what we want. And they went and made her chief executive officer. They redesigned their um, executive level positions. The two of them changed their own personal titles. And she got the title that came with the job that she had been doing. They gave her a raise. And then they gave her retroactive pay. <laughs> so she paid me $175 and walked away with 20 k She came to me with a pile of vulnerability and walked away with so much confidence and respect for herself and for the people she was working for. We have to think about this. We spend so much time telling ourselves why we can't say no. What will happen if, we be, if we're rejected? What's going to happen on the other side? That we never think about the opportunity that a yes can bring. She had a tremendous return on her investment. And it never would have happened if she hadn't opened her mouth, communicated her intention, communicated transparently, and put herself on the line. Walk yourself through that for a second. Is there something that you need help with that you haven't asked for? Are there feelings going on for you that you need to share so that they don't build up? Is there a hard conversation you need to have that you're kind of putting under the rug and avoiding? What could it be like if you just speak up and get to the other side of that hard talk, on the other side of that request? What could it be like if you risk a moment of vulnerability for all of the good that can happen on the other side? If you have gas in the tank, if you have the resiliency and to you know, necessary to dis to survive what happens on the other side of the ask, you owe it to yourself to go for it because you really don't know what could happen next. Just think about it, okay? 
So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you have any questions, find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. If you're feeling kind of driftless in this world, a little lost and stuck, and you need a place to get started and a good swift kick in the butt, um, you might need my starter guide. And you can find that over at choosetohaveitall.com forward slash guide. And if you want to keep talking, find me over at Facebook in the group by the same name. Thanks so much for joining me, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.